whatever. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Griff. It's another episode of the Beer Engine podcast, episode 70-something or other, probably. And, uh, as always, of course, I'm joined by my co-host. He is, I believe, uh, what you would call a level 7 or level 8 kaiju, and he came stomping through the outback last week, uh, causing earthquakes uh, all over his wake. Um, Godzilla style. Unfortunately for him, he did not really destroy much because he, there wasn't really much there. And uh, we were lucky to get a gigantic microphone so that he could talk to us. Tony, what were you doing down there? It's all a mess now. I was causing destruction because Australia clearly hasn't had enough natural disasters in its time. Like, sure, we have cyclones yeah. in the north. We have bushfires sure. fucking everywhere. We have floods mm-hmm. We have yep. a lot of floods, actually, but and we need a good old-fashioned earthquake. Number of concerning animals, also. <laughs> um, now, now we know that kaiju are actually, at least in the Godzilla mythos, they tend to be protectors of the earth. Is this what you were going for? Or are you just going? Are you just like an alien from another portal, Pacific Rim style? You zoomed in just to tear some shit up. I just zoomed in to tear shit up. Think of me, okay, like a kaiju donald trump so <laughs> lots of orange <clears throat> and bad hair just stomping yeah, through a, the australian bush he was a big feller anyways one of the things that kept that would always blow me away about about i mean i know we we probably talked about his height and weight or whatever but i was um i always loved that he, he had the same height and weight as jay cutler and anthony rizzo and i <laughs> I was always amazed by that. I was like, can can you really carry that weight that differently? I, I have a hard time believing that that's, that that's true. But He's an interesting human being because I always thought of him as the first cant- cantilevered human being. If you look at how he stood up straight, where he's, he's, his spine and his back were a good foot forward of his ass and mm-hmm. legs, it was a really bizarre stance that he had. Yep. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He didn't. Standing is not a strength of the uh, of the Trump family. It's and, and really a lot of politicians just seem to be from outer space because they don't stand or sit in sort of a normal normal way. Um, speaking of Trump loyalists, Tony, I'm hearing uh, it's coming across the wire that you have some of those types of guys starting to infiltrate your um, sort of. Uh, political or economic institutions. Um, looks like you guys were having some excitement with the uh, some Australian Proud Boy types down there. Yeah, well, as you know, when we have COVID outbreaks, we do shit about it. Now, we've mm, seen a... Stupid. Sp- we've seen a spike in COVID cases in the building sector. And recently, mm. there was a bunch of COVID inspections. This is called oversight, where you have like... COVID oversight mm-hmm. where you put in these protocols and then that you have people inspect them. And we, 50- we have oversight. You just, it, you're, we're over it <laughs> and the end is in sight. Yeah. Well, 50% of building sites were in breach of their COVID safe plan. And mm. there have been 452 cases linked 
to building sites mm. and they have been key in the spread to regional areas. So mm-hmm. the Victorian government decided to sut- shut down the building industry for two weeks. Mm. And mm-hmm. a small and people per- love that. A small percentage of the builders were not happy with this. And I will say very small percentage. But they were also joined in their cause by a, a bunch of shithead right-wingers. We know this because they use Telegram, they use Parler, and people infiltrate these groups as well. You guys got Parler down there? Fucking that oath sucks. we do. Fucking oath. We, we have some of the most red-pilled people in the world. Yeah, I know you do. And so tell me about this. So when, when they, they suspend building, right? So this is construction workers, I yes. presume, right? Like trade Correct. trade unionist, union builder type guys. Yep. Um, so they're shutting it down for two weeks. Does this mean these guys go unpaid for two weeks or are they getting paid um, back pay or something? Or are they just going to home and they have to chill out? I, I It depends on their contract, whether they're full-time, part-time, right. casual. Contractors or something. Yeah, right, contractors, yeah. subbies, um, self-employed. It will really okay. depend. Um, but basically they're the only industry that hasn't been touched or shut down by the pandemic. Every retail sector right. has been forced to make changes. You're saying, Dining you know, it was, it was probably going to happen. You know yeah. I mean? Just, just, just deal, you know, suck it up for a couple of weeks. It sucks, but yeah. you know, this is happening to retail and I presume the safety net in Australia is better than the one here, which isn't, oh. we, we don't have one. So of course, but then they, 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 walk out the same um, things that the vaccine isn't um, tested and it's their freedom not to get vaccinated. Yes. yes. And all these other. Yes, we love that. All this other bullshit. But the thing that they did on Telegram and Parler, not only did they say they were going to turn up, but they, they spoke about where to get high-vis gear and work boots to look like tradies when they joined in the rally. Oh, oh to go get some fucking, like, cat, but caterpillar Boots and boots. shit, and some. Uh, in Australia, if you work in construction, you have to wear like bright yellow. Um, yeah, shirts. like a vest. Yeah, sure. Yeah, not oh, a okay, vest, yeah. just shirts that are bright like yellow. Yeah. yeah, and so, and they were talking about how they were going to splatter it with paint and all this other stuff to disguise themselves as tradies. And so we've had three days of, of uh, running battles between them and the police, and of course they're using. Mm. Um, the Australian uh, or the Melbourne CBD as, as their main battleground, but they're also using sure. uh, things like the War, War Memorial to uh, to camp out mm. and protest on, which is always delightful. And people love when you do that. Well, now what are your now what's your police situation? Are you are these two are these the, is this one of those things where it's the two Spider Mans pointing at each other, or is this different for you guys? Uh, our police forces are different in the fact that we don't have town, city or county-based police, our police is state-based. So, therefore, mm-hmm. um, it's run by the government. That, that's not to say our police forces are perfect by any stretch and we have brutality and there have been recent cases. But per capita, we are a lot better off. Racism is less but not eliminated. Right. Um our police force is better, but not perfect. Our prison right. population is a lot lower than the US for that we reason. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, our police now force, those, I would give it a C plus if I was going to give the American police force yeah. an F. 
Yeah, our guys are just uh, the Nazi guys, and the and the cops are just sort of looking, like standing across the street, looking at each other, kind of like, "Oh, hey, guys," you know. Oh no, we had we like had looking longingly at each other. This was sort of like if you can imagine what happened at Washington Square. We did that shit to the Nazis, which look, I don't always agree with using um, capsicum bullets and and flashbangs, but if you're going to deploy them, you might as well deploy them on Nazis. I know someone who put is capsicum the spicy stuff. Yes, or that's capsaicin. Well, but it's we the use, same compound, right? Yeah, yeah. What you guys call a bell pepper, we actually call capsicum. But it, we just use capsicum in place of of like something yeah. that is don't, super spicy, which is weird. Don't mess with that shit, man. No. Um, yeah, you don't want to get that. You don't want to get that. You know, in a bad spot. Well, I don't plan on on joining any sort of riot anytime soon, and certainly not. Make sure you wash your hands after those jalapenos, my friend. You know, you got to wash your hands before you go to the bathroom. Yeah, you don't want to be touching that thing with your jalapeno hand. (laughs) No, you do not. That ain't a good feeling. You know, those bullets and those bullets must be awful. You didn't get. I mean, you get that stuff in your face. Not good. See, my Um, worst experience came with chicken wings at a at a uh, little place in Vegas. You're familiar with that uh, have their own um, own beer downtown that serve oh. hot wings at the uh, oh, really? 777 Brewery. Oh, the 777 Brewery. Yep. I had hot yeah. wings there one day and just made the dumb mistake of just just wiping the eyes mm-hmm. without um, without washing the hands. And, and that Getting was... The, and there's, vine- there's vinegar in that sauce too. You get a double <laughs> yeah. whammy of that. <laughs> Yep. I don't the, normally uh, make that mistake. I like my my yeah. sauces spicy, but yeah, that that really got to me. The Triple 7 Brewery is reopened now nowadays as is the Main Street station and I think so 2 weeks ago I went there. I went there on the day it opened to the uh to the uh to the casino with my dad and they they weren't brewing their beer yet or they didn't have any beer yet. And I believe they had just gotten it into the tanks to ferment out. So I'm hoping that if I go back here in the next week or two, I can get some of the uh, classic Triple uh, Seven Carlsbad West Coast IPA, which I actually like. So um, get my hands on some of that. Um, Tony, one other piece of Australian news that we got to cover um, between earthquakes, between um Damn, this is a fucking segment we got now. You got your earthquake, you got riots in air, and you've got your biggest sporting event of the year is coming up this weekend. Yeah, I will say I fucked up because we were betting on it last weekend, uh, last show, because there was two. Well, don't worry, I never got the bet down, so we can try again. We, we can. And the thing is, we were we normally or have started to inst- institute the Super Bowl break where mm-hmm. the um, – don't know what you guys call them, but we call them the prelim finals get played and then we have... Conference finals, yeah. Yeah, a weekend off and then we play the AFL grand final. But because of um, the current health situation, there was talk of eliminating that and I thought they had gone ahead with that. But no, we, we get the week off. Both teams get a chance to recover and it will actually take place this weekend. So okay. if anybody's looking to watch a sport that they don't understand, and I'm talking to everybody, mm-hmm. even our Australian listener, I know... Nick um, doesn't come from Australia originally, so he may Nick's not. Nick's not our only Australian listener. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless he's downloading the show twenty times a week, he's not our only Australian listener. That, that is Nick, true. if you're downloading it twenty times a week, I appreciate Thank you. you. Yeah, but, okay. but um, 
Yeah, if you want to watch an event that you may not understand, the um, AFL Grand Final will be taking place probably more in the middle of the night than normal because it's going to take place in WA, which is not its usual location, and later than normal. So um, if you're going to check out a game, the Grand Final's not a terrible one to check out. I think if it's later than normal, that's better because we get closer to the morning. Because two, two, 3 a.m. is really bad. But if you got to 5 a.m., I think I could rouse myself onto the couch. Um, so, so Tony, what was our bet? Remind me what our bet is that I had. You, It was MVP Clayton Oliver. Yeah, I'll have to check that, see if he's available. And you had a fir- – do we have a first goal scorer? Was that James Horns? No, we went with James Harms in, in place of Clayton Harms. Oliver, but he may be back on the board. Okay. So 7.15pm Australian Standard Time. So that's seven, seven hours from now, basically, on... Yep, that's uh, 2.15 in the morning. Yeah, I thought it would be in the middle of the night. Let's go back to sports bet and let's rejig these bets. Yeah, yeah, because I'm gonna go. I'm going out tomorrow to my hit station and put some, <laughs> gotta put some money in the account. So, <laughs> um, we can we can make a call here. So, um, okay. I'm just looking for I'm just looking for earning opportunities here. Uh, uh, unless you've got like a super clear favorite or something that is definitely gonna win. But I I sort of like these MVP bets in the Super Bowl. We, uh, because uh, usually if there's, you know, you can get a little better odds than just betting the winner. Yeah. And usually if there's probably going to be a pretty clear MVP. So. so I like, I know you're not a big fan of the line, but I like it in Aussie rules. I like Melbourne mm-hmm. at the line mm-hmm. minus seven and a half because I actually think they're heavy favourites going in. And I think a goal, just a little over a goal and a behind. Yeah. So a goal and two behinds, eight points. Okay. Um, I think that is a really good bet. Put 20 units on that. And so for Norma Smith, we have got um, a few options. Um, I like Clayton Oliver. He's at $7. His betting is no longer suspended there. So that was obviously... It's pretty good. That would be about plus 700-ish here. Yep. It's actually probably like plus... Well, what's our dollar? Well, I don't know how much our dollar is compared to yours, but so it's probably actually like plus 495 or something like that or 450. Yep. I forgot that our dollar is different than yours. Because <laughs> it generally goes to a midfielder, the Norm Smith medal, which is our MVP. So, so that I like. Um now, we do have um, a bunch of other things. Um, just trying to find Okay, them. so yeah, it's like $5, so it'll be like plus 500 presumably. Yep. Uh, someone's going to someone's gonna fucking obliterate me for how bad my math is on this. <laughs> just trying to find fucking all the other markets. We normally have a shit ton more markets than this. I kind of like that Melbourne. If I parlay, if I could get a same game parlay going, I like the 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 spread and the uh, MVP. Yep, pretty good. Oh, dead air! Yes, he's looking for the odds. <laughs> oh my god, we love it. I'm I'm trying to 
figure out where he's, all these markets studying. are. Popular markets. Here we go. Show all okay. markets. There we go. <laughs> Jesus, they've they've changed the thing on me. Um, did you want to take a? Is there any market that you're interested on in the AFL? Did you want to take a guess at winning margin or first team to fifty mm. points or first got first scoring play? What that's going to be? I sort of like first goal score because I like first touchdown score in the yep, in first the US. Goal so scorer. why don't you give me that one? Okay. Um, is there any? Did you want me to pick something in value? Did you want me to pick something? Pick a pick a. Pick something that you think might happen that has some value to it. Okay. What's at least a pot? Don't give me like, you know, first goal score or first score is a safety type shit. You know, I mean, which has happened, I guess. But. Well, I'm I'm going specifically for the first goal scorer because mm-hmm. I I can pick the first kind of play whether it's going to be a behind and what kind of behind or what kind of goal, but I like a little bit of value mid pack. I think okay. it's it's not going to go to a key forward, but it's going to go to a forward. Kaizaya Pickett. Okay. He goes as Cozzy Pickett, but it's Kaizaya Pickett. Yeah. He's seventeen dollars. Seventeen dollars. All right. So we're going to go that to score first. Yep. And let's go with those three. That's good. So we got Melbourne to Melbourne to cover seven and a half. Um, they're they're. They're giving seven and a half points. Um, Clayton Oliver, MVP, probably about plus 500 US. And Kaziah Pickett, probably about plus 1300 or something, 1200 yep. to score first. All right, let's see if I can get that at the station, at the Sunset <laughs> Station. Uh, we'll see. Now We'll see, and I'll bet it. What do you think is going to be the first goal score? A scoring play, not goal scoring. We've got goals, which are worth six points, and behinds worth a single point. Um, and which team? Yeah, I like. I like a big. I like a big score. So you think it's going to be? I'm going to say. I think it's going to. I'm going to say. If I'm going with our, if I'm going with our bet, I'm going with Melbourne's going to go and get a. Melbourne's going to get a goal to start this game. Okay, that they're a three dollar thirty favorite. I like it. Okay. All right. Perfect. So there you go. We have re- we rehashed the grand final bets. We uh, managed to stay silent for at least a solid 25 seconds at a time. This I think happens. that was pretty good. Yep. Hey, you know what? That's what the editing's for, guys. All right. <laughs> or not for, really. Oh, here's um, one for you that you may not have okay. access to. The AFL grand final sprint. So at the mm. halftime of the AFL grand final, we have a bunch of players that didn't make the grand final try and run and see who is the fastest um, you got to be kidding me so it's guys who actually play yep in the league yes and they just they just go they just have a race yeah a hundred meter race on grass <laughs> okay can you imagine like some nfl players being like at halftime of the the super bowl <laughs> fucking uh Tyreek Hill and uh, whoever are going to race each other. That's pretty, I mean, Hey, whatever. It's pretty good. But that is, that is unbelievable that they would even do that. They must not, they must get paid Buku bucks for, for winning that. And they probably don't get paid as much for playing in the games. Like, like NFL players do. Well, they don't get paid much for the grand final sprint. It's a bit of a fun. It's a, it's a throwback to 
two tradition where they did used to get a decent chunk of change where they got a couple of thousand dollars where a yearly contract was only a couple of thousand dollars. Yeah, they're probably making more than they used to, but I, I, I have to believe the contracts aren't the, aren't the same as like NFL contracts. No, right? they're not. Maybe. But we're, we're talking, if you're an average AFL player, you're probably on 450000 a year. If you're an elite player, you're pretty good. You're, you're 1.4 million. So Jeez, no, that's almost that's almost Tony's social security money. <laughs> so, so not NFL level, but it's um, it is good. That's for decent. some reason that's more than I thought. Yeah. Yep. So we've basically got uh, Jack Petrocelli versus the field. He's a dollar fifty seven favorite to win. Is he extremely fast? <laughs> yes. Okay, I assumed. Liam Henry, um, a flying. Flyin Ryan, Liam Ryan, his third favourite at $6. Ethan Hughes, Jeez. Josh Rotham. Now we blow out to $21 for Tom Cole, Andrew Brayshaw, and Luke Ryan is at $41. Do these guys have, is it like laned out or whatever? Yeah. Like, a, like, the, like, a, like a track sprint? Or, now yeah, this okay. is what I wanted to talk to you about because I'm not sure whether it's ever been a thing in America, but we had what are called professional foot races. So unlike at the Olympics where everybody starts off the same mark, these are handicap mm-hmm. races on grass. And we have a big one um, over Easter called the Stall Gift. And you can actually bet on these races and they're handicap races. And so you can start off scratch, which is 110 metres, and you can go anywhere up to, I think it's 30 metres, depending on the handicap. And they, um, they get an official handicapper in to handicap them. And it's quite a big event that takes place. And this is before you could gamble on Olympics and stuff like that. They had bookmakers at the events. So it's somewhat of a tradition at Australia to have sprint races on grass. And they have ropes up. So rather than have lane markings, they actually have ropes up to, I, to make sure I you stay the- in the lane. I love that Australian sports are more just like uh, playground sports. It, it all just feels like somebody's making it up as they go along. Yep. Uh, that's the best. And that you can bet on it, I'm sure. I, I would love to. Um, we got to get Brian down there uh, so that he, he can just lose his abs- absolutely lose his mind betting on these things that he, he will just get absolutely destroyed on, I'm sure. <laughs> because be really, really funny. Yeah, we, we have some unique sports that – we share with the British, mm-hmm. but but you guys don't get. We've got things like lawn bowls. Are you familiar with lawn bowls? Yeah, you've you've talked about them. I mean, yeah. it sounds sort of like bulls or bocce or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, except there are top professionals right. that right. can actually make a living out of this sport. Yeah, I and, can hardly throw the damn thing. Yeah, without breaking something. Well, you don't you don't throw it in lawn bowls. You roll or it. Roll right? it right. Each yeah, ball right. is biased, so it has a curve on it. So, mm-hmm. so you wild. you tend not to ever bowl straight. It's, it's amazing. Perfect. All right, Tony. Well, that's the uh, hyper Australian dork Australian news. I have one more thing. World Chess oh, Championships no. are going on right now. Uh-huh. Who have you got? Have you got Mag- Jesus. Magnus Carlsen? You've got to take Magnus Carlsen, knowing your love of all things Danish. Not even sure whether he's Danish. Versus Swedish, but it could be, yeah. Yeah. Or Ian, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that name. It is a lot of letters. Ian, yeah. N, 
E-P-O-M-N-I-A-C-H-T-C-H-I. Yeah, I don't know, but um, sure, I'll go with the I'll go with the Scandi. Okay. I'll go with Magnus Carlson. We're, we're going full goth on this. Yeah. Did you ever get into any of those sort of um, cerebral table games at any point? Were you part of a chess club or a checkers club? I played club? chess when I was at. I played chess in grade school and in high school a little bit. Um, but I was. I mean, whatever. I never really did like the like the heavy analysis of strategy, just like anything else in my life. I was good enough to be okay at it. And then I was just like, that's enough for that. I'm done with that now. See, I went the route of let's pick a game that you can at least gamble on it. So I went with backgammon yeah. as my game of choice there. Oh, sure. That's a good one. Now, see, now I'm, I'm, I'm the same way with board games. I play even here. I'm pretty good at them. Like I'm a good Scrabble player. I'm a good Quirkle player. I'm a good like rummy cube, play. like all that shit makes sense to me. But, um, I just don't want to. I I don't want to put any time into actually being any good at, at anything in a meaningful way. I was talking about that with video games today. Like I just I would never have the dedication to even sit down and do anything for like eight hours. That's just not not in my set of skills. So oh well, that's well, fine. Just just on that note, I'm I'm absolutely dominating at NBA two K twenty two. Now we're talking. All right. You want to know why? Every other Why? fucker wants to play as a point guard. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to protect the paint. So you don't even have to be that good to play as center online. It is awesome. You yeah, just, you just, you're just running and jumping pretty well, much, yeah. It's just, just really jumping to block. And, and, right, yeah. And as long as you hit the protect, box out button, you just get your rebound. Protect the rim. Around, yeah. And outlet the ball, and you just stay down the defensive end. It's great. Amazing. Look at you. Um all right, Tony. Well, maybe we can bet on esports here in the next few weeks and get it, start getting that going. I like it. Um, we've had quite a lot of, of stuff going on on our Discord this week. Tony, why don't you hit that new drop? There it is. The Discord is on. We are peering around in here. Um, gang, you can join our Discord if you like. Um, hit us up on Instagram or... In our email box, which I did or did not check this week. So that's good. Uh, Tony, in our, our Discord, was vibrating my phone a lot this week. It was uh, buzzing around in my pocket. And it was kind of cool, actually, that that was happening. I really enjoyed that. Um, we had a lot of pictures of beer in the beer chat. Many of them from our friend W. Tudes, who was, um, he was going for it. Um, he was courting up a for- storm. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, he was. I'm going to say he was. He was out there. He was out there posting. So, um, he was out there at the on and on release at Half Acre, which I was very jealous about. He did pick me up some of that beer. It's the new Half Acre barrel aged barley wine. Hell yeah. Um, he said they're both killer, especially that the on and on part two is the star of the show. That's awesome. Good to know. Um, and then we have a lot of other beer posts from him there. Um, what else, Tony? What other what other favorites here? We did start a new channel this week. Um, it, it was our in the kitchen channel uh, where people can post their food, what they're eating with their beers, what kind of snacks they're having. 
Um, and I think this was maybe, was this this week or last week? I can't remember. It, it was this week. Uh, our buddy Grammar Purist went to an old favorite restaurant in Des Moines, Fat Tuesday, and posted up some pretty yummy looking fried stuff, some fried okra in here, got some shrimp and grits, got some fried pickles. Now, I'm looks on good. board. What do, you with, think, what do you think of this stuff? This with, looks good. With a lot of fried stuff, but fried okra, I'm not a, not a fan of okra other than mm. as a thickening agent, and even then it comes a bit across a bit snot-like to me. Too slimy for you? Yeah. yeah. I, I love myself a fried pickle. It's one of my favourite yeah, things ever good. is a fried pickle, but fried okra you can jam up your ass as far as I'm concerned. This seafood platter looks good, doesn't it? It does. Uh, fried alligator, catfish, crawfish tail, shrimp, and frog legs. I'm, Hell yeah. I'm on board for that, that's for sure. Um, had some chit chat about the earthquake the other day. Um, that was pretty good. If you guys want to get in on that, you, you're going to have to join the Discord to see our, our buddy Nick's basement or whatever this is that he posted. <laughs> well, it, it's kind of it, like his. It wasn't his, be, I know. Yeah. yeah, but I have to. I have to pick a bone with our uh, good friend W Toods. Okay. Am I wrong about Duluth? Just a oh, simple yes, question. Oh yes, this is another. Am I wrong? This was another issue, yeah. Um, uh, we did have a little argument on here about uh, Tony lofting shade at Duluth. Um, are you wrong about Duluth? So I have been to Duluth one time. I was probably 16 or 18, somewhere in there, a teenager. And all I thought was the same thing I've thought every time I've been in South Texas, which is... There are two more hours of America before you get to the place, the next place, because um, it's it's pretty brisk up in Duluth. I wasn't there in winter, but even in the summer, it was there was a chill. And um, in in San Antonio, you're just like, it is so hot. How can there be <laughs> two more hours of this weather before yep. you get to Mexico, where you know we all know it's hot, right? Like it's insanely hot. So it's just surprising. Um, I would guess that during the summer and and maybe late spring that Duluth is actually a pretty pleasant place to be. Um, I would guess during the winter it's it's an absolute hell nightmare. Hell. I mean, I yep. can't imagine. Yeah. Well, you've lived in Chicago, which to me sounds like it's it's a hell hole, and um, uh, during problems. winter where you've you've got to try and how do you. Neg- this is something because I don't come from a, a city that, that lives under snow for, for three months of the year. How do you navigate like a, a proper city during that time? That just sort of blows yeah. my mind. I can understand towns and, and even negotiating your local suburb, but do you just not travel to other parts of a city like Chicago during the winter? Oh, I did. I don't know. I mean, because it, was it wasn't always snowy. I mean, it was... Doesn't snow all. It's not like Buffalo where there's snow coming at you just gotcha. like for four months. It's it's just cold, you know. Whatever. Yep. Okay. You just get used to. Although it is a problem here because I stepped outside today this morning and it was like seventy, and I was like, "Oh, it's chill in the air today." And I'm like, "Geez, I'm already like a fucking wimp. Can't handle this." Um, another thing I did like from our friend Nick Torque, he posted some off browned, off browned, off brands. Off some Hofbrau, <laughs> off-brand Celtic, courtesy of Aldi, and this is looking pretty good, Tony. Some White Sands Berry Seltzer, 
Clearly a White Claw ripoff. For sure. Six ninety nine for a four-pack. I guess that's probably Australian dollars, so I'll call it like eight ninety nine, nine ninety nine. Not horrible. Um, um, not bad. 98 cows. It's, the Australian dollar is not worth as much as the American dollar. Oh, I'm an idiot. So it's it's like three ninety four ninety nine four ninety nine. I would guess. So that's a real bargain. Oh yeah, yeah, that is, is good. All right. Yep. Okay, so maybe I got to dig that up. I don't know. Probably isn't very good. <laughs> but how good does it need to be? It's just salty. It just has to be boozy and fizzy. So that's good enough for me. So, like I said, gang, get in the Discord. Come play with us in there. Look at all the fun pictures. Um, look at all of the different barrel-aged stout that Tyler's drinking. And maybe even some of the random crap I'm drinking uh, or Tony's drinking. We've been posting it up there. Um, and uh, just just ping us on Instagram or send us an email. We'll get you in there. Tony, why don't we tap our favorite Discord channel? It's the Mail Keg. That that sounds like a Halloween drop. It sounds like you. It sounds like I entered a haunted house or something. Um, so we did get a question, uh, a couple questions this week. One isn't so much a question as an order, and I did achieve it. Uh, it was um, from Nick Torque, which said, "I feel like we need some new channels in the Discord. One for food you're eating while you're drinking, and maybe one for movies and TV." Um, I got halfway there. I started one for the food. I don't know. I mean, I guess I could post about movies and TV, but I feel like it'll just be me posting pictures of the same seven Simpsons episodes or um, watching Nailed It. So we'll see. Oh, how good uh, the is food, the, latest, the food I'm down with? Latest season and Nailed It is awesome. Jack Breyer. Yeah, it's why, hilarious. Why is why yeah. was Jack Breyer on there? He yeah, wasn't even promoting it, anything. I, I, I thought it was amazing. Um. <laughs> And then we did get a real life question from from our uh, our listener and friend Corey, and he asked sort of a traditional beer question. Tony, these are the types of things we would talk about on like sidebar or early on in our podcast where yeah. we actually had like a point to doing this. Um, what beer have you had that surpassed your expectations the most? And conversely, what beer have you had high expectations for? But left you underwhelmed. So, Tony, what beer have you had that is went way above your expectations? I've been thinking about this for quite some time, and it's not generally a beer, but it's often a, not even a style, but a type of beer that often surpasses my expectation. And that is certain beers that come from overseas that aren't brewed under license in Australia that have travelled from another country or even continent and have, have made the journey and have held up really well. I'm, I'm talking like I had Pliny and it held up. Yes, it was a keg that they had brought over and they probably kept it cold the entire time and it was for a beer festival. But even still, I would expect some drop-off there. Um, they're the beers that... Yes, you come in with hype, but they live up to that hype and you think there's, there's got to be some sort of flaw because this beer is not known to travel well. So that would – I would say Pliny that's travelled. That, Pliny? That, that Pliny, uh, that's, that's an amazing answer for a beer that surpassed expectations since it's a beer that carries a lot of expectation with it. But you understand why because it right. is a beer that is sensitive 
to drop off and to get it on Australian taps, right? Is it, and it and it holds up and it has been well treated. Obviously, the vast majority yep. of the time they can't really handle what happens through customs, but at least in its transportation, it was obviously looked after because normally most of the beers we get here are used and abused. If I had to pick one, I think I would say, I think I would say Guinness. Uh, and the Guinness I drank in, and that was specifically when I was in Ireland. I got to say that it actually was way above what I thought it would be. Cause I heard all the dipshit people telling me like they're making a different recipe in Ireland. It's so different. They must be making it differently. <laughs> and I was like, well, I know that's not true, but okay, whatever. So, uh, it, and of course that is not true. Uh, it's the same fucking beer. Yep. It's just not old and it's not sitting in a distributor warehouse for a hundred years. And it's not fucking on, your local shit pubs, dirty draft line. Um, it's like good. And when you drink it, like it's intended to taste, it's really good. It tastes really good. Um, I wouldn't say it's a perfect beer, but I had pretty low expectations that I was like, well, I'll have one for the sake of having one. And I'll just, and then the whole trip, I'm like, that's just the beer I want. That just tastes good. It's nice. You know, it's refreshing. Um, it's easy drinking. It's got, you know, a pleasant flavor and it's like easy to drink compared to the, the Guinness here. So, um, that was one that blew me away. And then I would say number two is definitely hams. Um, hams just does taste good. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, it's it, you expect it to suck ass. You expect it to taste like shitty college beer and it does, it doesn't. So, um, I will stand, I will die on that hill. That hams is not bad. So. And con- um, conversely, I would say any craft lager that doesn't do a better job than a macro is perhaps the most dis- disappointing beer of all time sure. because you've got the time. This is not a, a beer that is about sort of flashy ingredients, but if you're going to bother to do one, I want it to taste better than fucking Carlton Draft or Vic Bitter or 4X, or any one of those, Heineken. It doesn't have to rock my world. It doesn't have to change my life, but just do it better than than what you can get out of a major brewery. If you take the time to do it, do it right. I'm going to say, and I, I might get some haters for this. I don't know, or, if, or nobody will care. But um, I got a lot of hype around Equilibrium Brewery from New York. People were going nuts about it. You got to get these IPAs. You got to get these IPAs. These are the best IPAs in the country right now. Is hazy beer, and I was I didn't get anything off of them. Um, did not did not hit for me at all. Um, I, you know, very very mediocre. Paid like twenty five thirty bucks a four pack to get the ones I wanted to have, and they were just pretty average. Um, and frankly, and this is, this is another one that's not going to get me any fans is a few of the other half beers I've had are in the same boat. The other half IPAs, like the, wow, the standard batch. Um, I like a number of them. I like some of their like heavier stuff, the double triples, but I'm just not getting it off of the, off of the six or seven, uh, percent IPAs. It's just not hitting for me. So, um, I like a lot of the other half beers. I like, they make killer stout. They make you know, some other fun beer. And I, I do like some of their IPA for sure, but 
there is some other stuff that I, I've had and I said, is this really better or more interesting than burial? Right. It, I would, all, I would almost definitely say no, no you know? Yeah. Um, so those are two that sort of, you know, I'll go to other half again. Of course I like other half. It's a fun place. The beers are pretty good. Um, it wasn't as bad as, as equilibrium, but, but I would say that I, I couple of those IPAs. I, I did feel like I was battling, battling through. And, and I also do think we got them at too much of a delay in Illinois when I was getting them. So yep. I'm sure that contributes to a degree. Um, I didn't rate them bad or anything. It, I'm not the type, if I get a, a beer that maybe feels like it's too old, I'm going to trash it. But, um, I think they've stretched their distribution network a little thin too, which might be hurting them. So. And, and yeah, those are those are mine. You make a good point around some of the hazy beers. I don't. Some of the hazy beers that get a lot of the hype. I think you're just mid pack with other hazies. Yet there's there's other hazy beers that I just love, and other people don't go out. I don't know whether it's just a case of inconsistencies because of the style of that beer. But some of the big hazies, I think, yeah, you're delicious. I'm not going to not ever buy you again. But are you? Are you better than uh, Bad Shepherd Oat Cream, which is not an expensive beer, which right. is a fucking delicious beer, and and it's not a hyped beer, but that's a beer that I love. How much better are some of these than like the easy, most accessible hazy beer? Right, I, I go get hazy little thing from Sierra Nevada at any moment. It's a very yeah. nice beer, very pleasant. I can get that beer here uh, too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. I like it. Um, what kind of what am I, am I going to pay 20, 30 bucks for an equilibrium, whatever, uh, uh, final gravity or whatever the hell it's called. I'm, I'm fine. You know? Yep. All right. So that's enough depressing beer talk. Thank you, Corey, for the question. I, it was a big downer, but I do appreciate it. Um, just kidding. <laughs> um, Tony, let's move on to sort of the core part of the important parts of the show. The stuff everyone's here to hear, to, for, here to hear, here to hear us talk about. It's the beers of the week. I said here to here, and I thought I don't know if you've. Uh, Norm Macdonald passed away last week, uh, which was very, which was very depressing. But um, I kept watching him trying to do an ad read on his podcast, and it keeps saying it keeps having him say again, and every time he has to say again, he goes again, 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 and he just does that forever. It's very funny. Anyways, uh, rip, rip in peace, uh, Norm. Um, Beers of the week for me, Tony. I was I went. I'm going to the Mickler crew. Um, you know I. You know I'm. I'm riding with these guys. Uh, and they sent me some more beer mail from San Diego. I'm in the monthly beer mail club. Tony for forty dollars for my forty dollars a month. I got eight sixteen euro bottles. I got eight what? euro bottles. Eight. That's- Three of them are bourbon barrel age. Three yeah. bourbon barrel age beers. Uh, like three sours, a barrel aged smoke lager, and some kind of fruited farmhouse ale for forty bucks. You cannot even get one Horace beer after you paid your your four hundred dollars membership. <laughs> you can't hardly get a full one for forty dollars. 
That but, is amazing um, value for Mikola. It's less than the fucking wooden box I bought, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, just the box part. Um, so, Tony, one of the beers was one of their Viking Club exclusives. It was the Viking 22. It was a coffee and maple uh, double-oaked barrel at bourbon barrel aged stout and it was on point what a winner that is that was an absolutely delicious beer huge barrel character good coffee flavor not a burnt like ashy coffee somehow with all that oak and all that coffee it did not have that like like coffee burning coffee astringency or anything really good um maple was not too harsh it just sort of mellowed out some of the other you know kind of harsher parts of it maybe the the barrel um sharpness uh really really tasty and the other thing i did have from them it wasn't in the box but i was at silver stamp who had a stash of bottles of sponson cherry frederickstall i saw that probably my all-time favorite beer and i posted wow. about that in our discord and every time i see it it's hard for me not to get it I had some friends in town so i was like i will treat to the crew with a delicious sponson cherry and of course you can't beat it. It's it's an all-time classic. So those are mine. Tony, what were you drinking? Oh, he's switching a lager. He doesn't even need any. This was a good old-fashioned fas- pastry stout. We all love a good pastry stout. Uh, was oh, by- I don't know why I thought that was the lager fucking thing. <laughs> I forgot that we have a new lager drop. That was Pastry Bot. That, that was son pastry of a bitch. Bot. <laughs> he was wearing later hose, and I couldn't recognize him. You motherfucker, <laughs> get over here. I'm like, he switched to lager? Why is pastry bot switched to lager? Because this thing yeah, Well, was, he, you know, he was, he was wearing a dirndl. <laughs> who, wouldn't, who wouldn't be distracted by that? He looks hot, kind of, but <laughs> anyway. Uh, All right, tell, what, do you, what, what is your pastry, Sitch? It is a beer by Green Beacon out of, um, out of Queensland. It was their mm-hmm. Café Creme Brulee. Oh. So, yeah, it had right. everything you would expect. So we got the Sugar. coffee. We got, we got chocolate. We got vanilla. And burnt toffee notes, which I think is coming from the malt. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, it had lashings of, of oats and uh, lactose. So it was a thick boy. It was delicious. It was probably the last week or two that I can really have that without thinking, is this really the time to be having a thick pastry stout to end your night? Um, They're all the time. (laughs) It's all the time, baby. Let's do it. Light them up. But, yeah, really, really nice beer. Um, We'll look to have that again soon. Tonight? I don't know. Just keep popping them, baby. Let's do it. Um, well, I think Viking 22 is not far from pastry. Uh, so pastry bot that I, you know, he was, he was, he was here in spirit for, for me too. I, we appreciate you pastry bot. Keep wearing that dirndl with that. You know, that's a nice look for you. Gotta say. Um, all right, Tony, uh, how about loggers of the week? We're drinking lager. Griff's lager of the week. Yep, that's it. Uh, Lager of the Week presented by 
uh, that song, thank, courtesy of our friend W. Tudes. Uh, Tony, I am in full fest beer mode, and so I'm going to the fest beer land, uh, and this beer is from the land of the original Oktoberfest. That's right, Asheville, North Carolina, <laughs> uh, where I got myself some Culture Keepers fest beer from the gang at Burial and Cr- Creature... Is it Creature Comforts? I think this is... Um, I think it's from Creature Comforts. I'm going to double check before I well, you misstate. Could, you've got it written in the doc as something from, else. It is from, yes, Creature Comforts in Athens, Ger- Athens Georgia, <laughs> and Burial in Asheville. So we got uh, all the Southerners involved in this, in this delicious beer. Uh, tastes fantastic. It's not quite a Mertzen. I wouldn't call it that. It's closer to what we would say is a, you know, Oktoberfest beer, um, which is certainly lighter in character uh, and in color, uh, and but still has some, you know, good body. I'd say it's like 5.8% or something like that. Really nice. Um, has a, like a huge bready character to it. I mean, it is like toasty, biscuity, really, really good. So... Thank you to the, all the nice German folks uh, who are spreading COVID wildly in <laughs> there in North Carolina. Thanks, gang. Tony, how about you? I did the Nick Talk thing. Is there anything better than getting a bargain at that other German supermarket chain? We don't have little in Australia, so it is Aldi. Um, yeah. And I got myself a four-pack of Paulina Munich Hellas. And those suckers are in 500 mil cans, which is a yep. great way to have them. Four pack was twelve ninety nine Australian, which is an absolute bargain mm. for a delicious bog standard Munich Hellas. I love a Munich Hellas. And when I say bog standard, I'm not saying that as something that's negative, not being derisive in any way. It was exactly what I want out of a Munich Hellas. It drank the way you would expect. So that was absolutely outstanding. Uh, Tony, I'm actually going to move this thing down here into the news because it makes more sense. Gotcha. Sorry, just altering the show notes live here. You guys behind the curtain, breaking down the fourth wall for you. No problem. Um, One other quick beer note I wanted to throw in. Um, I had been talking... um, about going to the Mickler beer celebration in Copenhagen. That is not going to happen, Tony. I have, uh, I have canceled my trip officially. Yeah, I know it's very sad. We're very depressed over here. Um, now on the plus side, I did get all my money back from American airlines. And funny enough, I also got all my money back from Scandinavian airlines from the last time I fucked up and had to cancel. So that's cool. But Let's, you know, dust ourselves up, yep. get up and, and make ourselves feel better. I am going to go to a different thing. So uh, in replacement of that, I will be reporting live from the Mickler Beer Celebration in San Diego. Oh, um, actually, it's the Mickler 15th anniversary party uh, for the 15th anniversary of the whole enterprise. They're going to have like 70 uh, international and San Diego beers on draft plus 20 breweries, including some real heavy hitters are going to be in the house. Um, some food trucks, coffee roasters, all the things I like in a fest got the VIP ticks. 
Um, pretty excited for that. So that's in early November. Um, we'll be going to that. So going to make myself feel a little better, but it was just too risky to go over to Copenhagen right now because, well, there's everything happening. And also, uh, you'd have to test to come back. And that's the part that scares me. I can't get back in the country without a, without a negative test. I'm not, I assume I will not get extremely sick due to what, due to being vaccinated at all. And Denmark being a relatively high vaccination country, one of the highest, but testing to get back in, mm, not great. So uh, I don't want to have like an asymptomatic positive test and then be stuck in Denmark for 10 days. That's not great. No, I, I can understand that. And that's certainly stopping me from from traveling even around Australia because, um, well, you can get out of states, certain states, it's getting back in that is an issue and um victoria is a a case in point if you leave victoria if you have left victoria um recently um especially if you're in new south wales it's been very hard to come back in Mm -hmm. and get across the border or being in victoria from queensland getting back to queensland has been been a hell of an issue so and this is from a nation that is 75 percent vaccinated right with at least one dose so international travel is risky unless you are extremely rich and can um, work the system. Yep. Well, not yet. I'm stuck with where I'm at. Um, Damn it. And actually, Tony, I want to backtrack real quick. So, t- yeah. Tony, how much was the Paul Inter Municalis from Aldi? What did you pay for this? Uh, twelve ninety nine a four-pack, and it's always more expensive when you're buying Jeez. a four-pack. But, yeah. That's, that's pretty good. And yeah. you, you burned through that thing already, or you got no, a few got, left? I've got two left. All right. That, that beer is delicious. All right. That's a win. Our Aldi doesn't have anything like that. It would have like a Paul, Paulina German beer or something. You know, it'd be like a made up shit. We just don't have anything that's brand name at our Aldi. It sucks. All right, Tony. Good enough. Let's move on. Let's go down to uh, the classic and most important segment. It's the uh, it's, it's the place everybody goes for the most important news of the day. It's Hyper Beer New Dork Shit News. Yay. All right. Tony. Sam Adams has released a beer that is illegal in 15 states. Have you heard this? <laughs> I have heard this, but only because you put it in the show notes. Um, okay, let us begin with this. So I'm going to type, Sam Adams has released a beer. Uh, and we're going to just see, let's read through the news outlets that I can find this out from. Food and Wine Magazine, Fox Business, Today Show, USA Today, KSN TV, the Wyoming Tribune Eagle, Kicker 102.5, USA the Hudson Today. Valley Post, The Onion, NPR, Forbes, WOKQ, WWLP, Cincinnati Inquirer, the KSLA, uh, all right, is that it? Nope, Fox Carolina. All right, let's see. Is that it? Did we finally get to the end? Oh, I think we did. We did it. All right, so if I just Google news that, I get two full pages of random news outlets picking up that Sam Adams releases beer that's illegal to sell in 15 states. Holy shit. 
you, we got to take it easy on Whoa. this. Oh, is this really uh, a thing? Because the majority of, of beer that's produced by independent breweries is not available for sale in Utah because of their beer laws where they have to produce light beer, especially in Salt Lake City. So there's, there's, there's one state immediately where a 28% well, beer would not be able to be sold. And we we're know, looking at, a, at a, something horrible happened in my life if I'm trying to buy beer in Utah. This is true. <laughs> this is true. I, know, I, I never want to find out if if that happened or didn't happen. I don't know. I'll never know what Utah or Kansas's fucking beer laws are. I know that we got weird ones, but whatever. But Not my problem. You've got to remember, up until three years ago, it was illegal to homebrew in Mississippi or Alabama. Yeah. One of those two. It's, it's the fucking, you know. Hey, it's illegal for uh, you to own two different colored ducks on a Wednesday or whatever in the f- some fucking random town in in uh, Alaska. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm going to go with the first story from Food and Wine. And Food and Wine, you should fucking know better than this, all right? <laughs> you know this. Food and Wine knows this beer and has, probably has a beer expert oh, that sure. knows about utopias and would say, okay, gang, they just put this out every year. It doesn't matter. Okay. You don't have to, pu- you don't have to write this story. Um, but Hey, they didn't know any better. They, they are in the same boat as W K U cock, the, the, the bird 800.3 or whatever, you know, <laughs> and Dave and the bug in the morning or whatever that shit is, you know, who who cares? But anyways, here's food and wine. Every two years, Boston-based brewery Samuel Adams releases a new version of Boston. Just kidding. It's not Boston Lager. It's <laughs> their Utopia's limited edition beer. So it's expensive and it's high alcohol. Most, I, I would guess most of the folks here are familiar with what Utopia's is, but I can tell you the latest Utopia's is a combination of of several batches of what the brewer calls its extreme beers, including some that have been aged in bourbon casks for almost 30 years. The blend was aged in a total of 86 different barrels, including some that were previous use, previously used for Carcevelos, Madeira, Ruby Port, Sherry, Oloroso, and Sweet Sauterne wine barrels. And it was finished with literally a ton of black cherries, I mean, sounds delicious. I've had yep. Utopias before. It's lovely. It tastes like con- it tastes like cognac. Well, it basically is nice. a malt version of cognac. When when it comes down to it, it's not grape based. It's it's malt based. It's malt based, and it has some cherries in it this year. I think more cherries than usual. Um, it's a very nice beer. I when I had when I every time I've had it, I've drank like maybe a, a third of an ounce of it. You know. Yep, you have to um, really sip at it. It's got the very cool bottle. It I don't, it says it's suggested price this year. Two hundred. So they made 13,000 13, bottles, twenty five point four ounce bottle. Suggested retail price of two hundred and forty dollars, and you can reseal it. By the way, you don't have to drink this in one sitting. You can just it's not carved, and if it and 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 it's it barely, if you can tell, I I, I couldn't really, but yeah. Uh, at that higher alcohol content, you really don't have to worry about anything growing in it, and there'd be there'd be no 
um, worry about oxidization at that high an ABV? I would, I would think the thirty-year-old bourbon cask beers have probably maxed oh, out sure. the ox- oxidation at this point. Um, uh, some other news here. So they've put signed bottle number one of this year's Utopias on Charity Buzz. Charity Buzz, my favorite site. Never heard of it. Um, they'll get the beer. The winning bidder gets a round-trip airfare to go to Boston, visit the Sam Adams Brewery, and a two-night hotel stay in the city. Boy, that must be worth $200. All those things. Yeah, a for sure. Two-night hotel stay. I mean, maybe <laughs> even, hey, at a Hampton Inn, you might even get breakfast out of that. A visit to the Sam Adams Brewery, they give you free tour. <laughs> uh, round trip airfare, what's that worth? To Boston, depending on where you're coming from, maybe the most, we'll say $600. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then the bottle uh, that's signed by, oh boy, who knows what a Jim Cook signature is going for these days. What? I mean, what, 50 cents? Yeah. Nothing, maybe? Yep. Um. So the current high bid is four thousand two hundred and fifty dollars for that package. That has to be worth, boy, two forty plus eight forty is what a thousand. So people really want to donate to charity. That's cool. I would not, but I mean, we got to put some better stuff out there. That's not worth it. Agree. Um, but uh, yeah, so Utopias is coming out, and it has inspired every news outlet to print something about it. All I'll say is, I guess Sam Adams has some kick-ass PR. That's got to be it, right? For sure. That's, that's what they've been known for. Because when was the last time they put out a truly groundbreaking non-Selsa product? How long have they been doing Utopia? That would have been the last one. Yeah, I think they've been doing it for 20. They've done like 20 editions at this point. I mean, yeah. Now, I've told you, I think I've said on the show what I'm excited for is the Utopia's barrel-aged worldwide stout. And that should be coming soon. And I think we might get some here in Vegas. So wow. I, I got my eyes peeled on the Utopia's barrel aged worldwide. That that I'm into. All right. I, I want that. I think that probably tastes better than Utopia's, honestly. But um, maybe, maybe it tastes like dog shit. I don't know. Whatever. Hopefully not. Um, Tony, all right. Uh, over to the NBA. I'm putting my uh, – I'm putting um, – why can't I think of one? I'm putting my Zach Lowe hat on here for some NBA reporting. There you my, go. my Woj, my Woj hat. Dropping a Woj the Portland bomb Trail, Yeah, Woj bomb. The Portland Trailblazers and the and Great Notion Brewing have announced a multi-year partnership with exclusive co-branded merch. Tony. Uh, great, great Notion is a pretty cool brewery. I like their stuff. Good beers. Um, I like ripe IPA. It's a good, like, hazy IPA, and uh, they make a number of other fun, you know, they make some hype beer, some hazy, and or some fruit beer and stuff, and sugar stout, but they make good lager, too. They make a lot of tasty stuff, so um, they're going to have some co-branded merch. I love this shirt design that's right up, this merch right up in the front with, um, is, is Nurkic 77 for the... For I the, have no idea. For the blazers i don't know but there's a guy in a number 77 jersey the little skeleton great notion pirate guy uh down there that's pretty cool um and they're gonna have ripe available in 16 ounce cans at the rose center now called the moda center and uh they had a kickoff party this past sunday at the great notion tap robe tony 
Um, and they had Blaze the Trail Cat, the Blazer Dancers. Hell yeah. So anyways, I think this is cool, actually. I like Great Notion. Portland is one of my sne- sneaky like side teams that I like to watch because they're always I love Lillard so much. Um, I would love to go to a game at, at the Rose Garden or whatever it's called. The Moda Center. Um, right. You know Moda. All our friends over at Moda. Sorry, guys. Um, With their Moda headphones. Oh. That's what Moda is, I think. Oh, okay. I don't know. Anyways, looks pretty good. Um, I don't really have anything beyond that other than I think it's cool that a, like one of our like one of these breweries that we like is getting an actual NBA professional team sponsorship. I'm not sure I've seen much of that. Revolution has a facility at the White Sox stadium or like a, uh, some kind of dingy living room clubhouse, like bar thing. And it's pretty stinky in there and it's not anywhere where you can actually see the game. So it's really not that great, but I think I've worked out why that skeleton has 77 on it. They won their first championship in the 77-78 NBA oh, season, of course, with, a, with the um, the hippie redhead Bill Walton at centre. Yeah, we love Bill. Love Bill Walton. Um, so, yeah, pretty cool. Um, I don't know of uh, too many other partnerships like this where um, we have sort of one of these breweries with especially an NBA team, so. Yeah. Don't do not point me to Goose Island and the Bulls or something. I don't fucking give a shit about that. That's not this. Um, so cool, for, good for them. Um, and then Tony, you've got a little. Aust- we're we're just sticking around Australia today. You got a little Australian news here. Yeah. From the gang over at Brick Lane. What is this? Yeah, I was. Uh, Brick Lane are a, a a good sized brewery, but I don't always get a chance to get all their beers, and I just popped into my local Dan Murphy's. Not. A, a place mm. that has a bunch of unique stuff normally, but they had their um, Trilogy of Fear 2021 edition out, which is a, a it's a series of three um, Russian Imperial Stouts, and they're generally pretty hard to, to get hold of. I know one of the three, I think it's the Abyss, has already sold out, and it's... Uh, only been released a month ago, so to get hold of it is is rather exciting. So, I will be giving reviews on the show of these beers. Um, they've one of them's fairly straightforward bourbon barrel aged beer, but then you get a little bit um, trendy by Australian terms where you put it on cacao nibs and vanilla, and then the abyss gets really weird and it goes on to um, Brazilian oak. Um, that I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with. I've never had a beer on that specific Brazilian oak. So I found the beer I have had that was aged on with Ambarana, and it was a beer done by Oscar Blues and Cigar City, and I think this is right around when they merged or whatever happened. Yep. Um, Oscar Blues bought Cigar City maybe or whatever. And um, it was called Bambarana, and it's an imperial stout aged in whiskey and brandy barrels with figs, dates, and Ambarana wood spirals. And I thought this was a nice beer. Um, It was definitely, I mean, it was big, dark fruit flavor. I mean, you're talking like monster, dark sugar, dark fruit flavor. And I'm not sure if that's meant to... to, um, 
I guess, compliment the Ambarana or not, but it was, it was a tasty beer. I liked it. Yep. So it'll be interesting to, to, to try these. Like I get the standard brick lane stuff all the time. Their draft is available at my IGA. Um, they do a pale ale, which is, which is tasty. And they do a Belgian triple that um, sure. I, I thought was really good, except it was undercarbed, which is kind of criminal for a triple, but, you can only put it in the glass bottles that you've got, and, and so I can understand for safety's sake why they they kept it fairly low on the carb yeah, spectrum for a Belgian triple. I'm on this Baba Yaga. I think this Baba Yaga is is going to be the winner to me, but we'll see. That's 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 the one I'm that's the one I'm on. Just the 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 non adjunct barrel aged out. I wonder what barrels they are. Don't like, know. Like I, I went on to this. I went on to their site and they don't actually say Baba Yaga. Um, no, they don't say. Bullshit. <laughs> You're on the shit list now, Brick Lane. Just kidding. Um, well, there you go. That's some hyper dork beer nord nord dwarf lord borgs um, for Indeed. you guys. Yep. And uh, it is time to move on to our final segment. Uh, it's time for a round. It's time to shove Tony down the well. We uh, we're you know, hopefully he can find something to do down there and hopefully he can avoid doing it for the time we play this game because it's time for a round of untrapped. I was expecting you to sing, and that's why I was late. No, I was just William Shatnering, uh, or Christopher Walken, one of those guys. All right, so Tony, it's the first day of fall here in the U.S. I don't know if it is for you or not. I don't know what no. season it is for you. We're in spring. But today at the is spring technically the first day of autumn. Why do you do it during you, the middle of the month? This is what I don't understand. Australia, it's easy. It comes at the first of your month, and the season ends on the last of your month, every three months. Super simps. Yeah, I think it has something to do with some kind of pagan ritual or something. Um, How uh, does the um, religious right think about this? Now, what Joe Biden steps out and he howls deeply at the moon, and then about, I believe, like 100 to 200 um, children come out and sacrifice themselves um, at the pizza place. And I think that's how they decide when fall is. And does he call them chaps because he can't remember their name like he did to the Australian he, Prime Minister? He called them he the call, Australian he chaps. Calls, calls them small cheese, I think. Um, all right. So, Tony, I got three beers here. Uh, I'm inspired by the fall season, and I really wanted to kind of hold off I'm just going full pumpkin. Um, we've Ooh. done pumpkin unta- untrapped before. I thought maybe I'd look for some fall flavors that are uh, maybe, you know, more traditional. Um, for I don't know. You don't really have fall flavored stuff, I know. No. But um, maybe our 
less of the pumpkin spice persuasion, right? We're going to have plenty of time for some basic bitch stuff. Um, actually, I'm hoping we have our old friend, Mr. Malika on next week. And I've already got a good pumpkin game cooking for him that I'm ready to throw out there. So I think he loves this week, the game. he loves the I fucking know. game. He lives yeah, he for that just, shit. He loses his mind if he, if he doesn't beat you. So, um, so I uh, thought this week we'd kind of go with some other uh, of that, you know, slightly spooky, but slightly cozy, you know, leggings and hoodies stuff. So, um, <laughs> oh, it's going to be so cute and nice. I love the fall. It's my favorite season. I can wear a hoodie outside. It's 97 degrees in Vegas, by the way. Um, <laughs> Must be cold right. for you there. Yeah, I'm freezing in here. Um, all right. First one, Tony. I'm actually coming from Las Vegas with this one. Uh, you're going to like this this beer. Uh, this is called Pumpkin Beers Can Suck It. <laughs> uh, and I, I assume that on the, the bottle of this, um, the guy's doing the, like, stone cold thing, you know. Yep, with the crotch you know, yeah, Right, yeah, the crotch ship. Um, and this is from Craft House Brewery, a mere seven or eight minutes away from my house here. Yep. Um, good brewery brewery. I've talked about before. And, uh, this is just the description says pecan pie Porter. So I guess that's what it is. Mm. It's 5.4%. So relatively low alcohol. There's only 100 check-ins. So this feels like a pretty limited release. <laughs> sure does. So you got only 100 check-ins. Um, Pumpkin, pumpkin, sorry, pecan pie porter, 5.4%, craft house brewery in Vegas. I'll throw it, I'll give you, I know that's not very much, so I'm going to give you a, um, I'm going to give you a couple reviews here. One is from Paul K. He drank this at craft house uh, in 2017. It says a bit of a sour flavor to it, but excellent with the sweetness, says four four bottle caps for him. Okay. Uh, Yes. actually need more pertinent information have you been to this brewery yes and how would you rate their overall range oh my god look who i just saw check this in uh someone named kelly d was drinking a pumpkin beers can suck it at craft house (laughs) on 26 december 16 wow Old school. Yeah. Now, who, now that? that's crazy. I just was scrolling down. There's only a hundred check-ins. Um, she did not leave a comment, but she did give it four stars. So, <laughs> okay. um, I typically do enjoy their beers. Um, I think they've improved over time for sure. I've talked about how much I like their check pills. I do enjoy their their more traditional stuff. They make a nice West Coast IPA. Um, I would say they're among the best breweries in the Las Vegas uh, area. For now, sure. anybody that's going to travel to Vegas, where do they find them? Are they in the Arts District or are they in another part? They have of two town? locations, one in the Arts District and one out here by me in Henderson, um, in the Henderson Booze District, nice. as it's called, which is just an industrial park that has three breweries and a distillery in it. So. Um, but you can just walk to all of them. So bad beat craft house and astronomy. Astronomy is probably my current fave right now. You can just walk in between them all. So nice. Pretty good. So oh, I'm going to think that the, 
5.4% alcohol would normally be a knock, but you say their traditional stuff is better. I think this beer, with 100 check-ins, this is tough. I think this comes mm-hmm. in at 3.82 on untapped. We have silence. He's debating. All right. I must be All right, Tony. kind of close, but give- not close enough. I'm going to give it to you, Tony. Ooh. I think that's pretty good for this one. It's a 3.96, Tony. Uh, I'm, I'm stretching the leeway out Ooh. a little bit for this one. Okay. Um, 3.96. I feel like you had the the spirit of it. Yeah. Since it is um, a high threes. It's, it's kind of tricky for a 5.4% porter. Um, I want them to bring this back. I want this. I, I think it sounds really good. <laughs> I don't know. They haven't made it yet this year, maybe. I mean, the last check-in, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it feels like they haven't made it in a while. The last check-in's not from, it's from last October, but maybe it'll change now that um, now that COVID's over. I don't know. So I, I would love to see this from, from Craft House again. Yeah. Sounds good. I didn't think peak and pie was a seasonal thing. I just thought it was something that you got at diners and, and, and bakeries and stuff all year round. But it's a seasonal. It doesn't have to be seasonal, but I think, I don't know, I do think people start to associate those types of like custard desserts with the end of the year here because all the holidays are clumped together here. So I think it's more so just people eat it at Thanksgiving and it's in the Thanksgiving canon. So it gets associated with the fall and that's just, that's just what it is, you know? Yep. Um, all right. See, we'll, we'll get, we're giving you that one. I'm, I've, I've gotten soft in my old age <laughs> and I, I know you've been stuck in that well for a while and you're going to, you're going to wear, you're going to wear your damn, your, your damn shit off from being down there with all that porn for and too I, long. So, and I'm not out of the well yet. I've still got to get out of the well. Right, you got another one to get. I'm, I'm, uh, so I'm rooting for you though. You know, you've been pulling on that thing a lot lately. Um, <laughs> next up is a beer from, uh, you know, these guys, Tony, this is from the brewery, uh, the Rue family brewery, B R U E R Y. And this is their, uh, this is an annual release from them. And this is called autumn maple. Uh, that's what I was is, expecting. Yeah. Now, this is not that far from a pumpkin beer, okay? It's brewed with 17 pounds of yams per barrel, um, a yam being a sweet potato. Uh, this autumn seasonal is a different take on the pumpkin beer style, brewed with cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, vanilla, molasses, and maple syrup, and fermented with our traditional Belgian yeast strain. This bold and spicy beer is perfect on a cold autumn evening. Evening. <laughs> And it is, it has 60,955 check-ins, 44,570 ratings. Okay. It's 10% alcohol. And this is Autumn Maple, an annual release from the fine folks over at the brewery. Now, because it's an annual release, it, it tends to make me think this is good and it's reproducible enough that it's worth bringing back every year. So it, it's not like an astronomical, this is a four and a half or even this is a high, high fours beer, but this is, this is higher than four. This 
this comes in just over the four for, mark for me, and it comes in at four point zero eight. Mm. Can't give you that one, Tony. You oh. are not that close. Three point six nine. No. No, miles yeah. away. Well, yeah, and why do they keep this was this, this one one's back? shocking to me. I have five starred this twice. Okay. Um, and I know I hand out five stars like like they're going out of style, but um, I do enjoy this beer quite a bit. My guess is that it is mostly that because of the dryness. This is a Belgian yeast fermented. Well, it's uh, meant to be fucking dry. People are stupid. Uh, yeah. Yep. So let's look at some of these. Um, we have uh, Crimson Tea gives it a two and a half uh, late August there. We have, um, I'm just looking for the funny bad ratings. <laughs> okay. This person just said they're switching all of their beer advocate ratings over to untapped. Boy, that is somebody, a bored <laughs> fucking person right there. You got to go do something else. Um, getting the yam, but not super strong. 3.75. Um, getting the yam. Like yam. Getting one the of- yam. That sounds like, sounds like you're fucking... <laughs> Doing some horny stuff, right? Yes. Getting the yam. Uh, <laughs> That's what I do down in the well. I'm getting the yam. Yes, you, yeah, you are. You're getting at it. <laughs> um, good, good, but brown ales aren't my thing. Three point two five. Here's a good one. There's no rating on this. It just says IDK spices and stuff. Um. Uh. uh there's. Um. Here we go. Aged into an almost Belgian brown sour. No, no idea what year this was. It was old. <laughs> That's not fair. I mean, come on. Um, so there's some bad stuff in here. So, um, oh, here we go. No date. Likely an early release. Drinkable but slightly tart. Poured into drain. One star. Mike, you're just punish. You're just punishing them because you couldn't fucking yes. drink your beer, dipshit. Um, anyways, pissed me off. So 3.69 for autumn maple, pretty good beer actually. So, um, that's too bad. All right. One for two, Tony, last one. This one will decide if you are stuck down there or you have to come back up. Um, have to, you're, you're listening. There's positives and negatives to both sides, right? I mean, only so long you can sit down with all those magos and video and stuff. This one I got to say, honestly, Tony, this one sounded amazing to me. Uh, this is from Ratio Beer Works in Denver. Uh, it is called King of Carrot Flowers. It is a carrot and elderflower French saison. Here's the description. It says, unlike any other beer you've ever experienced, King of Carrot Flowers, a carrot juice and elderflower saison defies convention Crafted with culinary balance in mind. Made in celebration of Eat Denver's Harvest Week, it bursts forth in an illuminating ripe cantaloupe orange hue while exhibiting subtle fruit-forward citrus notes and nuances of pear, honey, coriander, and vanilla. This vibrant, expressive dry saison showcases the versatility that can occur between beer and food, blah, 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 blah. Um, so it's a very stunning color. It's a it's in a can, uh, a, a pretty orange beer. So there's carrot juice, there's elderflower in here. Not that atypical for a saison. Carrot juice, obviously, maybe a little different, but certainly yeah. you know 
field flowers are not out of the question for for Saison. Um, now, is there any lactose in this? No, this is just this is Saison. I think it's just Saison. Now, do you know why with I elderflower asked that and carrot? Because because <laughs> that'll decide if it gets a good rating. No, because the king of carrot flowers is actually taken from a song title. It's actually taken from three separate songs. Oh, well, shit, I don't know. Have you never, ever listened to Neutral Milk Hotel? It's one of their most famous songs. Well, shit. All right. Well, me and Neutral Milk Hotel, I guess, have a date here or whatever. Um, Come on, they're, they're great. They're one of the few bands that I know that play the saw. You know how you play it with a bow? I think they're... Um, uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. So, Tony, <laughs> this looks really good. I want the beer. I'm not really that interested. I mean, maybe I'll listen to Neutral Milk Hotel. That sounds cool. And I'll drink this beer. But mostly I want the beer. So this looks really good. I want it. What's, you, what's your guess on this? Oh, yeah, I got to tell you all this other info. Yeah. 4,032 check-ins, 3,195 ratings. Good amount. I like it. 9% alcohol. Bang in the um, window for where it should be for a Saison. I think this is going to rate good. Like, okay. So the instant thought is, is carrots going to turn people off adjuncts like this. There's a lot going on. But I think everything you described goes well with that yeast character. So that's why I'm thinking this actually scores in the teens, in the... Four point one four. That's where I've got it. Do I get out? Am I hanging? No, nah, I'm not giving you that one. Oh. I think you're stuck. You're stuck down there for a week, Tony. Damn it! It's just, I, and it's not that you're that far off. It's that I don't think you quite hit the intention here. It's three point nine eight. Um, so it's an under four. Unfortunately, which is and it's an insanely good rating for a five point nine percent saison. Uh, uh, yeah, I missed this that beer, part of it. This beer looks amazing, and I want it really bad. So, yeah, uh, if you get your hands on this beer from Ratio, a very cool brewery that I've been to before, please let me know, and I will, you know, whatever, try to get it somehow. But uh, it, it looks delicious. So, shout out to these guys for this beer. Tony's stuck in the well. He goes one for three, and I even kind of had to give him a, some benefit of the doubt for that. Not a good week a for tough, me as far as getting out of the well. of untrapped. It's almost yeah. like I've got some but, new stuff down there. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to have to get some lotion down there or something. I'm going to have to get some laundry done. Everything's getting a bit stiff. <laughs> you have a damn sock to wear down there. It's a nightmare. <laughs> You've upgraded, though. You're using dress socks now, which I think is good. It's probably softer. <laughs> and just sticking those uh, ratty old... Tube socks. <laughs> tube socks on there. And the dress socks are nice. They got, you know, <laughs> pretty good texture. Um, Spoken with a man right. with experience there. <laughs> all right. Anyways, uh, Tony, I think it's time to wrap this up. we got to go. Um, yep. Uh, and you definitely have to go, I think. So, uh, what, what do you say? Why don't you tell these folks how they might be able to reach us on something like the untapped website? 
they can find us. I'm St. Moz on Untapped. If you want to contact Griff or check out what beers he's checking out or tapping on Untapped, he's Griff AD on Untapped. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you can hit us up on Instagram, Beer Engine Pod. Send us an email. We are Beer Engine Show at gmail.com. If you'd like to get on the Discord, contact us in one of those ways and we will provide you with that link. And you can get in there and come look at picks and takes and comments and other various news of the day. Um, and maybe we'll even get on there and hang out someday. I'm just being lazy. So maybe someday I'll do that. Um, Tony, next week I am trying to get on our, uh, our old friend, the uh, father of Las Vegas podcasting, uh, Mr. Brian Malika. I am hopeful that we will have him on in the next week. Worst case in two weeks. And I am bringing the heat with a with a pumpkin mega pumpkin game. So get your pumpkin, get your pumpkin brain tuned up. Remember what those weird flavors are that you've probably never had, and start thinking about your chai spice stuff. Okay. Ooh, gotcha. I can't wait for this game. It's right. going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, is there right, anywhere else people oh. can contact us? Are we doing the Twitter thing anymore? Or are we done? No, I'm too lazy. I'm, I quit. I like it. Um, and I quit, and then I said, uh, you know what? Twitter's just for racists anyway, so it's fine that I am too lazy. This is to true. Do it. Gotcha. Um, so I'm just lazy. It really has nothing to do with any sort of personal stance, but that's just a, a convenient excuse for me to stop doing it. So no more Twitter. I'm lazy. Maybe someday I'll come back. I don't care. Oh, um, you, you just, can check just me check out on normal t- and listen. Just listen and download the damn thing. I don't know. Yeah. You want. I'm on, on Twitter at St. Moz um, on Twitter, but all you get there is my un, untapped check-ins because that's the automatically posts over there. So Just, just get on untapped. It's much easier to, <laughs> to do that. Unless right. If you really want to know what I'm doing, just go on untapped. I mean, that's you're going to know what I'm doing. Yep. It sucks. That sucks that you know, but any anyone could find out what I'm doing and maybe even where I am at any given time. Kind of cool. Including the United States government, I bet. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they know. All right, gang. We'll be back next week. Maybe we'll have more with us, more people with us at least. All right, bye-bye.